everybody, welcome back to another episode of JC's Creek. My name's Emily, and today we are doing season four, episode 11, called The Trio, The Tango of Dawson. And this is kind of like, this episode is called The Tango of Dawson, while the next episode is called The Tango of Pacey, I believe. So this is kind of cool. But sadly, there's only one scene of Pacey and Joey, so bear with me when I'm going through this whole episode. But I really do like this episode, and if you're wondering why, like, Emily, if you only have one scene of Pacey and Joey, what's the whole purpose of doing this? Why are you doing this podcast? Well, I'll tell you. Because we go through episode by episode, scene by scene, together, and as individuals, because I feel like there are some parts where we see of Joey where I'm like, wow, this makes sense with Pacey or X, Y, and Z. And I feel like there's just so many things that happen throughout all these episodes, throughout all this whole entire show, that I'm like, wow, that that pinpoints this moment. That pinpoints that moment. And we almost have, like, almost every single time we have, when they're together, I'm like, that pinpoints this moment right here. So, this came out on, according to Wikipedia, it came out on January 1st, 2000, and then... This kind of goes along. So if you have not already, make sure to go to my Instagram. That's Blue and Potter. Make sure to like all my photos. Beat them. I have a long summaries of what's going on. And then make sure to DM me and let me know what you guys think about this episode. Make sure to go to my TikTok where you'll find more Casey and Joe content. And then lastly, make sure to go to my YouTube called Chasey's Creek Podcast. That way... You don't miss a single episode, and it's also on wherever you get your podcasts. And I post a new episode every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so, let's, without further ado, let's get into this. So the first scene that we have is scene one of Pacey. And Pacey and Dawson are outside the docks at Dawson's house, where they're sitting by the end of the docks fishing. And it's clearly early in the morning. And Pacey says, maybe we're too early. Maybe the fish are still asleep. And Dawson says, fish don't sleep, Pacey. And Pacey says, you know, I'm really glad we're hanging out, but did you, did our first job together and mums really have to be at sunrise? And Dawson says, oh, I got something to tell you, and I have a feeling you, it will keep you awake. I like your sister, Pacey. Yeah, what? Okay, so one thing I have a problem when Dawson does this, my biggest problem with this is the fact that, like, he does it in, like, a fashion that he thinks is good. Like, I like your, pit, like your sister, Pacey, and that's why I want to hang out. I'm like, you couldn't all wait it. And Pacey, his reaction goes, you like her or you like her like her? And Dawson says, I'm not talking about Gretchen Litter and not Winnie Cooper. And Pacey says, well, are, he's like, I'm talking about Gretchen Winter, not Wayne Cooper. And Pacey says, well, are we talking about feelings of fullness and um, fellowship that naturally followed then an unquenched and mystical kiss? Or are we talking about finding yourself outside holding a boombox over your head? And Dawson says, I'm crazy about her. And Pacey says, well, you have a crush on her for years. I mean, that that is right, right? And Dawson says, no, this is more than a grade school crush. And even though she hasn't acknowledged it, I think on some level she feels the same about me. 
And Daisy says, it's a hell of a lot of disguise before breakfast, Dawson. And Dawson says, well, last spring, if you come to me and told me about how you thought about Joey, it would have made things a lot hell easier. So that's what I'm trying to do. Which I'm like, he is allowed to have a reaction, Dawson. And also, if he did the same thing last spring where Pacey actually walked up to him and told him, I feel like Dawson would have pushed Pacey in the water. Like, heck no. And I feel like he would still have the same reaction. But this is different because Gretchen is actually, like, you know, Pacey's sister, while Joey is Dawson's ex. There's two things. And like I said, like, they're not friends right now, and they haven't been friends since episode... 17 of season 3 and so now all of a sudden they're acting like they're friends and all this demanding stuff but I'm like um this is just awkward like there is no relationship going on here and really it's kind of Pacey's business but not really at the same time it's more of Gretchen's business and so Dawson said and pa Dawson's like all right Pacey says Dawson you and I are friends friends but sisters sisters are and Dawson says, off-limits. And Pacey says, yes. Sisters are off-limits. They're like mothers, only pretty. And Dawson says, I'm not asking for your permission, Pace. I'm letting you know. Okay, feel a little bit pushy, why don't we? Like, oh, Pacey said that? Okay, I feel like Dawson would have pushed him in the water. Like Luke and Jess from Gilmore Girls. And so, Pacey says, well, what kind of plans is... Oh, Okay, so, he, he goes, so what are your plans? Um, Dawson goes, my plans. And Pacey says, yes, to pursue my sister. What are you going to do? And Dawson says, nothing. And Pacey says, nothing. And Dawson says, mm-hmm. And Pacey says, what kind of plans is nothing? And Dawson says, well, I decided to let things play out. If there is one thing I learned about last spring, it's some things cannot be forced. And Pacey says, so your plan is it was just to not have a plan? And Dawson says, exactly. And Pacey says, the, the, tree, the tango of Dawson is not to do nothing. I've done nothing so far, and they've already kissed. I figured the best thing I can do is to just keep it coming. Keep it doing nothing. Which I'm like, mmm, something's off about this whole thing. And even Pacey's like, alright then, like. That's why you got me up for sunrise. That's what I needed to hear. And so then we have scene two of Pacey. Where he is in the litter family vehicle. And Pacey is sitting in the passenger seat. While Gretchen is driving them to her old college apartment. And Pacey says, what's the rush? And Gretchen says, at this speed, I can get to school. Grab my car and get out there before dark. And Gretchen, and Pacey says, your car hasn't been at school for months and all of a sudden you decide your friends have to borrow it too for too long and Gretchen says friend well actually ex-boyfriend and Pacey says Nick has your car this whole time you know I always like that guy and Gretchen says you don't know him and Pacey says Nick and me do do some mingos <laughs> which I'm like why does he always just randomly speak like Spanish just randomly, he always goes, I'm like, oh, okay. And Gretchen says, you sat with him for a couple of hours when, when I brought him home for Christmas. And Pacey says, yeah, I know. He liked these Patreon pretzels 
and a good party. I know he'd rather sleep in itself than study. Plus, the man has excellent taste in music. His favorite song is Freebird. <laughs> too, too Pacey. Which I feel like Pacey is doing this because he doesn't want Dawson and Gretchen to be together. And so Gretchen says, you just described yourself. And Pacey says, well, great man think alike. And Gretchen laughs at this. And Pacey says, I think it's wonderful that you two will be able to spend some quality time together. And Gretchen says, does your sudden prevalence for my ex-boyfriend have to do anything with a certain fair hair pal of yours? And, Gret and Pacey goes, who? Dawson? Nah. Why would I care about Dawson? You assured me that kiss meant nothing. Even though you know it really didn't look like nothing. Because, you know, it looked like it went on for a, a bit long than to be nothing. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't think it's nothing. But if you say it's nothing, it's nothing. Me too. Me too, Pacey. Like, I felt that on a deep level. And so, Gretchen says, Dawson and I are just friends. That's it. Trust me. And Pacey says, okay. Guess you'd earn my trust. This music doesn't entirely suck, and it's, and he picks up the CD case, great tunes for Gretchen, from Dawson. That would be Leary, so he made you a mixtape. Oh, how sweet. Did I ever mention that Nick is not only smart, but also quite handsome? I mean, really, he's a good-looking guy. He works out, doesn't he? Like, I love how Pacey's just the whole time just trying to, like, kind of, like, be like, do you... Do you really have to be with, like, Dawson? Out of all people you would be with Dawson, you have to be with the blonde person who screwed up me last spring because I liked my girlfriend. Like, okay. And not, like, love correction. So then we have scene three, uh, or scene one of Joey. And she's at the Yacht Club, and she is carrying a sign that reads, Closed for reservations, while Dawson, well, Drew is sitting at the counter flipping through a little black book. Andrew says, closed for revelation. You know, this free time present sort of steak or lobster events. Now I go and I do a cheerleader or a drama club chick tonight. What do you think? Andrew says, hmm, flip a coin. Heads is bingo, tails is strength. And <laughs> Drew says, where's the love, huh? And Joey says, after you working with you for the last six days, I don't know. I guess I lost it. And Drew says, how do you plan to observe your Sabbath? And Joey says, oh, little relax, little experience known as researching my English term paper. And Drew says, let me guess, how to keep a boyfriend in your virginity or many uses of human hand. And Joey says, finally, a subject you know all about. Andrew says, oh, very good one, Joey, very good. You see, that is why we are for a comeback as a result, and I believe it's the French, French for them. And so then Miss Valentine comes into the room, carrying a date book, and Miss Valentine says, great news, darling. Your father's spirit guides have allowed him to leave his crystals and meditation not long enough to come to New York on a business, and he wants to see you tonight. Andrew says, and this is good news on what planet? And Mrs. Valentine says, on the planet where your child's child support payments are still being neglected. Here's a bus ticket. And Drew says, I suppose I don't have any choice in this matter. And Mrs. Valentine says, well, of course you do. You can sit in the front near the driver or at the back near the restrooms. And Mrs. Valentine's hands in the ticket and leaves. And Joe says, bon bonjour. And 
Drew says, sorry to step on your exit line, but I think, I don't think we're finished here. And Joey says, my station is closed down. And Drew says, these need to go in the storage room tonight. And he points the boxes of dishes and Drew is up to something. And we all know that. And I like how we kind of got to see like what Miss Valentine's was like outside of Drew. And the fact that she just completely ignores Joey altogether. So then we have the next scene of, of Pacey, just scene for Pacey, and there, like, there's a, like, points to, Pacey points to a car in the driveway with the hood open and two missing tires, and Gretchen says, that lying jerk, I can't believe I fell for his crap again, and Pacey says, don't you think you're being a little tough on the lying jerk? I'm sure there's a lot of explaining for it, and Gretchen says, yeah, well, there always is. And Nix comes out of the house with a woman, which is a handbag, and gives her a hug before she leaves. And Nick goes, Gretchen, my God, you look beautiful. And Gretchen goes, you son of a bitch. And Nick says, I can't explain. And Gretchen says, hey, I don't want to hear it, all right? I want my car back now. And I want to get it as far away from you as possible. And Nick says, I know I said everything was fine, but, the, but this morning when I checked, I noticed that Samir I mentioned was blocked. So, and Gretchen says, Samir, incident. And Pacey says, it's a part of a car buster. It draws into the, and Gretchen says, I know what the car buster is, okay, guys? And I know you don't have to remove the tires to unclock it. And Nick says, remember all your road trips, Gretchen? I know the risking of your trip. All right, and frankly, I would hate all my guts to be one of it. And it hurts. Not only does something happen to you, I can't live with that. And Pacey says, thanks for looking out for her, man. And Gretchen says, yeah. Nick Taylor is the Rion productor woman. And he goes, Nick, Nick goes, her name is Gloria Forward and she's a junior law major. And Gretchen says, I don't really care. And Nick says, she lives here. And Gretchen says, that's her problem. And Nick says, stop for tonight, all right? I asked her for a favor. She's going to stay at her mom's house so that way you can get her room. If you want to leave, we'll fix the car later and you're gone. Listen, since all your friends are going to be here tonight, I figured it would be up to you. Nice to be a comfortable place to crash. And Gretchen says, God help me. And Nick says, Gloria's room is the first one on the left. By the time you wash up, me and Pacey will have you a medium rare veggie burger by your name on it. And Gretchen says, you think you know me well, don't you? And Nick says, as well as any guy can, you import beer. You like import beer? And Pacey says, ah, oh, uh, uh, uh. And so then we have the next scene of Joey. And she enters the storage room carrying some boxes. And Drew says, you know what your problem is? And Joey says, Drew, the only problem I have in my life right now is the fact that I have to be around you. Fortunately, as soon as I put these dishes away, I'm on a break from my problem. And Gretchen's, and Drew tries to help her put a box on the shelf, and he goes, she goes, don't touch me, please. It's creepy enough to be alone, to be here, and, and yeah. it's creepy enough to be in here with you. And she goes, fine. If you drop those boxes, and Drew grabs the boxes by the door, and it closes behind him, and he says, we'll open it, not a problem. And he tries to open the door and the handle comes off and he goes, okay, that's a problem. And Gretchen, and Joey says, there's, there's, there's gotta be another way out here. And Drew says, 
oh, there is another way out when the cleaning crew comes arrive Monday morning. Which I'm like, poor Joey. Poor Joey has to deal with, like, stinky old Drew. And so then we have the next scene of Joey where, like, they're still stuck in the storage room. And Joey is just banging Frank, like, frantically on the door to get someone's attention. She's like, hello, anyone there? And Drew's like, you're going to hurt yourself if you keep doing that. And Joey says, I'm going to hurt you if you don't shut up. And she, like, goes to her purse and pulls out something. And Drew says, going to freshen up your face. And Joey says, no, I'm going to pick the lock. And Drew says, an eyebrow pencil. And Joey says, you got a better idea? And Drew says, what, do I look like my fucking mother? And Joey says, no, he was smart enough to move a box, which was probably opening a door. And Drew says, you know what? If... If you had just accepted my help, we wouldn't be in this in the first place. Now I know why you are still a virgin. You have serious trust issues with men. Not to mention rather doing grooming habits. And personally, I think the reason why Drew knew like the boxes were a good idea was because nine out of ten, Joey would never like let that guy carry a box for her. And like if they were working for like a week or so he would know that and that's why he thought the boxes were a good idea for the storage room like that's kind of funny to me and so joey says like joey says what do you think i'm doing and joey says i'm inventorying our ratios we have a slim gin to two out toys and we have and we have a snack and fresh mint because he's like digging through her purse and Joey says, if you try to touch me or my stuff one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to take this eyebrow pencil and put it through your heart. Am I clear? Andrew says, crystal. And Joey says, good. Andrew says, by the way, you should really try and clean up your brush occasionally. Like, um, you are, you are plainly annoying right now. Like, if someone did that to me, I'll be like, Away. And so then we have the next scene at Pacey. And Pacey and Gretchen pull up in front of the house where Gretchen lived on campus. And there are people all over the place getting up for parties. And Pacey says, this is definitely my kind of place. And Gretchen says, it's a place you're going to see a little bit different. Remember, we get the car and we leave. And Pacey says, it is kind of different. And Gretchen says, no, it won't. And Pacey says, well, the car you plan on driving out here? Yes, it will. So... Then there is, they're at the college house and Nick and Pacey are outside sitting in the hot tub talking to each other and Nick says, imagine an environment where nearly the whole city is your age. Beer flows like tap water. Parties are swimmers and internal. And the, the whole thing pays by the cheap long-term government loans. And Pacey says, this is the life. And Nick goes, I know. Let's face it, high school sucks. Man was created to seven days, seven days, five days a week, crammed to a tiny desk. The whole system pampers to the lowest, lowest common denomination. Standard tests, standard courses, and basis of standard lunches, and Nick goes, exactly. And why would anyone be for standard doesn't fit? College is a fresh dirt, you know? You get to be whoever you want to be. And Gretchen walks up to the side of the hot tub, and Gretchen says, Why am I not so surprised to see you two getting along? And Peggy says, I like this guy, Gretchen. And Gretchen says, Two bees in the pod, more like two slackers in the tub. 
And next, Nick says, Can you join us healing waters? It does wonders for your soul. And Gretchen says, My soul is just fine, thank you. And a girl says, Hey Gretchen, and she waves it for her to join. And Nick goes, No offense, but I must say all of her is far. And my face is this, None taken. And, then, and now that you mention it, she could really use a guy like you in her life. And Nick says, she doesn't have a guy in her life back home. And Pacey goes, nope, I'm telling you, you should go for it, my friend. And it's kind of sad that, like, Pacey knows that, like, um, Dawson and Gretchen are a thing. But yet, like, he's just, like, trying to get them to, to, like, not be it whatsoever. He is not accepting that fact at all. And it's kind of funny when you think about it. Like, he's like, Payback. <laughs> like, I don't really think that's his whole intention, but at the same time, I'm like, I see what you're doing, Pacey. So then we see the next scene of Joey, and they're in the storage room, and Joey is, and Drew are still locked in there. And Drew is sitting in a box, on a box, like, inside a box, okay. And Joey is looking around, and Drew says, if I were the one in here with the sweater, I would share it. And Joey goes, let me think about it. No. And Drew says, okay, like, okay, that's not in my vocabulary, but all right. And really he says, okay, but I want you to know if something happens to me, you have permission to pursue whatever events through life sentence, tastes, and chicken measures you see fit. And Joey says, I can see the cans up here. Maybe we can dig something to eat. Which I'm like, how long, how long were they in there for? <laughs> And, like, anyway. So Joey starts climbing up to the cans on the top of the shelf. And Drew says, you're going to fall and break your neck. At which point, I'm taking your sweater. Hey, I wonder who's going to play you in a TV version of Far Oats, huh? Probably some former teen series idol who's trying to break into futures. And Joey says, would you just shut up? And Drew says, okay. You go right ahead. I'm sure Lacey Kranz can't wait to cope an attitude and win the, the Emmys. And she goes, Ick, we can't eat this. This is spired like when I was born. And she falls down and Gretchen, uh, and Drew catches her. And he catches her, kisses her. And that's when she just like punches him directly in the face. And he goes, you could have said thanks. Like, I like how, like, Drew, like, has this, like, dreamy look on his face when he kisses her. And she just has, like, this disgusted look on his face. And her face. And I wonder how, like, Opacy knew about this kiss. Like, I wonder what would happen. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. And it, honestly, like, there is so much going on that I feel like it's kind of annoying at this point. That, like, everything is just, like and gross and they're in the storage closet and like the only thing that goes through Drew's mind is to kiss the girl like okay all right so then we have the next scene of Pacey where Pacey joins Gretchen and Nick and Pacey says it's good to see you guys together honestly hey can you believe that this woman is still single considering an amazing cat she is and Gretchen says okay before you strip try and show all my teeth to prove what a good breeding stock I am, you'll have to excuse me. And Gretchen leaves them two alone, and Pacey says, you know, she's crazy about you, right? She talks about you the whole ride up. I mean, it's like the two of you were meant to be together. So whatever happened? 
which was kind of funny because I'm like, um, that's not actually true. The moment, like, she got out of the car, she called him a son of a bitch. Like, I'm pretty sure that was not true at all. And so Nick says, our lives just moved in two different directions. And Nick points to a woman who's waving to Pacey and I said, he goes, I think someone wants to move in your direction. And Pacey says, I don't think that's a great idea. And Nick says, her name's Christy. She likes horses, water sports, and back rubs from guys just like you, buddy. You couldn't go wrong. And Pacey says, oh, I can go wrong. There's someone back at home that I would... That I would think that's a very, very bad idea. Nick says, there's a certain problem in here? I don't think so. And I am definitely not going to say anything. And Nick throws him the key, his keys and says, second, second room upstairs to the left, condoms are in the cigarette box next to I'm going to start talking to your sister. And Pacey says, Nick. And Nick says, hey, don't mention it. Guys like me, me and you, we look out for each other. And that's one of the things that I'm like, we don't like Nick anymore, because Nick was trying to break up Joey and Pacey. Not intentionally, but we can kind of tell. So then we have the next scene of Pacey, where he is walking when, walking when Gretchen comes to join him outside, and Pacey says, let me tell you, your ex puts the A in the hole. That man is just world-class jerk, and Gretchen says, I know that, Pacey. I try to tell you. Lisa says, well, I guess we're both had enough of him tonight, right? And Gretchen says, you don't need to protect me. And Pacey says, he's the reason he left school, isn't he? And Gretchen says, I'm the reason why I left school. And Pacey says, so what happened? What did he do? And Gretchen says, nothing that I didn't allow. Look, it's my fault too, you know? I couldn't blame him and neither should you. And Pacey says, for what? And Gretchen says, I got pregnant. I had a miscarriage. Which I like how they start talking about this because I especially like how she talks about it to Pacey. Like you can tell that she's kind of like showing what her past was like to Pacey and what her future could look like to Dawson. I feel like that's one of the reasons why later he kind of accepts Gretchen and Dawson together. And so Pacey says, I'm sorry Gretch. I would have not been forcing the two of you back together. I'm, I'm sorry. And how did he react when he found out? And Gretchen says, he doesn't know. I don't want to have to interrupt his plans to sleep with half the three of his house. And Pacey says, what a... What a... <laughs> I can't believe I was hanging out with that guy thinking he was cool. And I'm gonna... And Gretchen says, no, 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 you're not. Okay? I am the victim here, Pacey. And I don't want him to know. You know, no one knows about this aspect Dawson and Pacey says you told Dawson Leary before you told me and Gretchen says he's my friend and Pacey says I'm your brother and Gretchen says with well, a stupid idea of how your sister is supposed to behave look I left school to work on who I want to be you know I can't be fitting around everyone else's idea of what that is and Gretchen and Pacey says you know what fair enough at least you know who Nick really is and Gretchen says, Pacey, everything you like about him, I still like about him, too. And Nick comes up to join him. And Nick says, hey, did you miss me? And Nick and Gretchen go back inside while Pacey just watches them. And then later, after Nick and Gretchen's talk, Nick stands up and he takes Gretchen's hand. And I go upstairs while Pacey watches them, too. So I feel like at this moment, Pacey's kind of, like, butthurt by this. Like, um, so there's, like, this moment 
that is very significant in your life. And you didn't bother to tell, like, your own flesh and blood about it. Which I kind of feel like, it's kind of like, it's not any of his business. But at the same time, like, you can tell how close Gretchen and Pacey are. And I feel like when you think about it, there's so many things that them two really, like, deal with. And Pacey always goes to Gretchen. And he thought that was the same in reverse to Pacey and, and how, like, he could listen to Gretchen. But... The whole time he was trying to get Dawson to not be with Gretchen, he was so focused on that, where finally he was kind of hurt again, where, like, it's always going to be Dawson. I feel like that's one of the reasons why he's so hurt about Gretchen and Dawson being together, because there's so many things that are, like, it's always going to be Dawson, whether it be Joey or whether it be his own sister. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why he does not like the fact that, like, uh, Gretchen and and Dawson are even together. So then we have scene t six, I believe, of Joey. And they're in the storage room while Joey is pacing while Drew is sitting down holding a can to his black eye. And Joey says, you're supposed to. And Drew says, back off. And Joey says, I was trying to help. And Drew says, yeah, well, I can't, if I get any more help for you, I'll be sending my freshman year of college in Trent's. And Joey says, you know, if anyone should be upset, it should be me. And Drew says, what? You tried to kill me. And Joey says, you tried to kiss me. And Drew says, I saved your life, okay? I was acting on the moment. And Joey says, yeah, so was I. And Drew says, how would a pretty girl like you be so damn mean? And Drew says, I'm not mean. And Drew, and Drew says, are you kidding? The busman's boys are terrified of you. They call you El Truth. And Joey says, really? Well, you know, when I used to be living on my own, you you learned the trick to take care of yourself. And I guess I just developed a bigger thing of my outer self. I drew size and a big distant red cross. You know, at least your father is in prison. Having to spend time with my dad is like being in prison. And Joey says, I thought your dad was this wealthy businessman who, and drew says, who who seemed like the coolest guy on earth until the day I discovered the brand that study on the karma sentence on the mother's New Mexico tile floor was someone who's most definitely not my mother. And Joey comes and sits and takes her sweater off and puts it around both their laps, which I'm like, Joey, that's not going to keep either of you warm, but okay. And Joe says, bless you. And Joey says, just keep your hands where I can see them. And Joe says, so where's your bow this evening? Is he going to be frantically checking the hospitals for you? And Joey says, he's on a road trip with his sister. And Drew says, how do you stay in a relationship with someone who is so different from you? And Joey says, oh, we're not that different. And Drew says, oh, please. You're responsible and, res and reasonable. And he's reckless and rash. And Joey says, yeah, but that his rationalist is the constantly, or he's constantly responsible surprising me and part of his freshness is that he's until insanely passionate those differences are important they make for a richer relationship andrew says maybe in high school but the last i heard harper isn't admitting the rash boyfriends of candidate just to keep the world's cutest couple together and joey says how would you like that broken nose along with that black guy andrew tells her to lighten up so I feel like what he means by that is like, 
obviously Joey and Pacey are completely different. That's one of the things that we like about them because what Joey meant was he does things to completely surprise her all this, every single time. She'll get upset and he surprised her like last episode where he helped her with that test and there are so many things where he just does something because they love each other and I feel like when you love someone it doesn't matter whether you are the opposite or not as long as you continue to make each other a better person I feel like that's where it really comes in handy and I feel like Pacey and Joey are constantly making each other a better person to the point where it's like the best part of it and he he is they're both loyal and they're both like saying in this episode like they're together with Pacey or I'm together with Jelly and they would never do anything to intentionally hurt each other or and if they do something to hurt each other like they're always like in each other's arm by the end of the day. So then we have the next scene of Pacey where he's outside the college door house and Pacey is finishing up fixing Gretchen's car when she comes out to join him and Pacey says hey I just finished the work on the car and I found her tires they're just on the side of the house all you need to do is a couple flat patches the tires the trims were fine and Gretchen says thank you and Pacey said I fixed your car I just wish I could do the same for your life Gretchen and Gretchen goes Pacey and Pacey says I don't understand why you're falling for such a self-centered, excellent jerk like Nick. You know, I know that you were a cheerleader and all during high school, and I know that you were had good grades and good behavior and good boyfriends. I can understand that you get a little tired of being good all the time, and I understand that people get tempted, but why this guy? He's an ass. And he goes, I guess it's kind of my fault. I pushed you into the guy. And Gretchen says, this is not your fault. And Pacey says, well, it is kind of my fault. I wanted you to be with him. I wanted you to be with someone that I understood. I wanted you to be with someone who made you a little bit more like me. And Gretchen says, you are nothing like Nick. And Pacey says, regardless, you discover someone who's going to listen and commit more like me. And Gretchen's a more... Okay, to you, you deserve someone who's going to make you more... Is there a center of the universe? You deserve someone, and Gretchen says, someone like Dawson? And Gretchen basically goes, ha, 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 that's not what I said. And Gretchen says, that's what you meant. Nothing happened last night. And Pacey says, it almost did until, until I realized why it came. And Pacey says, why did you come to see Nick? And Gretchen says, no, I came to say goodbye to Nick. And more importantly, goodbye to my part of myself that I'll always struggle with. And do you know where I get the strength to say goodbye from you? Starting there is a little girl, little sisters to look to brothers for cues of they should be treated. And you're right. I deserve someone more than Nick. And my heart knows because I have a brother who treats me so well. So I have to pause for a minute because I have a, I have a little brother. And he, he's always, or like 10 months apart. I'm going to finish what Pacey says first. And he goes, you're right. I decided so much more than Nick. And my heart knows that because I have a brother who treats me well. And Pacey says, so wait, hold on a second. Does this mean you also realize that you need better music in your life? Because in that case, I have this Pink Floyd CD that I don't know your love. And Gretchen says, that's okay. 
there's a certain CD mix that I want to listen to. And Pacey says, okay, aggression says, see you at home. And Pacey says, yes, see you back there. And she pulls away from him as he watches her go. So, like I was saying, so I have a little brother, and his name's Robert, and he's 10 months younger than I am, or, yeah, and he is one of, has always been one of my favorite person growing up, and from the moment I believe he was born, I've always taken care of my brother, and he's just funny, he's, we always look out for each other. And he is a, like, a, kind of a year younger than me, so he's a junior right now, and I'm a senior. And there are so many times where you just look out for your sibling. And whether you know it or not, like, we don't personally talk, but we have always looked out for each other. Like, we're both in band, and so we'll make sure we're okay. We'll make sure we have the right location. We'll, like, it's just little things like that. Like, we know that there are certain things that are going to happen, but, like, at the end of the day, we have each other to make it through the day. And I feel like that's my favorite part of where things come in with the sibling. It's like, you always have someone, you always have someone to like, get where you're going. So when she says like, she knows what a man should treat her like because of her brother, it's kind of like, if your brother treats you so well, not like in a sense for like romantically well, but like, if he like, for example, like carries your bag or like make sure you like you have enough to eat on your plate and always like offers it for you or something like that something so silly that later in the future you're like oh dang he's so sweet and I think when you watch your brother be a, like a human teenager like when you grow up where he's just like moody and sleeping all the time and all this sort of kind of stuff you start to realize like who they are and you start to realize that you're growing up and it's one of the saddest moments that I've appeared like dang we are growing up but at least we did it together and when I look at anyone I like a boyfriend or anything I like I hate saying this but I kind of look out for how they treat their sibling because at the end of the day I know what my brother like like kind of like taught me like like he treated me like when I was growing up and if they have a good like relationship with their sister if they have one then nine out of ten they're gonna treat a girl right it's kind of like if they treat their mom right then they're gonna treat you right that's kind of how I always thought about it and that's kind of what Gretchen means so then which also proves that Pacey is a good brother so then we have the next scene which is scene Seven of Joey, and they're in the storage room where Joey suddenly wakes up, and Drew and Joey are look, like leaning against the block, like a box together, and Drew, Joey fell asleep, leaning on Drew's shoulder, and she goes, "Oh, I thought it was just a nightmare." And Drew says, "Good morning to you too." And Joey says, "Did I actually sleep?" And did you actually sleep? And Drew says, "I couldn't. Someone was sawing some serious lumber." And Joey says, "I do not snore." Andrew says, you could have laid the waste of the entire national forest. And Joey says, I'm surprised I could even sleep. You were Belair 24 hours incidents. And Joey says, what's buzzing? Andrew says, what, what's buzzing? And Joey says, there's something buzzing. And Andrew says, go back to sleep, you're dreaming. And Joey says, it's in your pocket, what's that? 
And she reads for his pocket and pulls out a cell phone. And Joe says, hey, hey, I like dinner and a movie before we get out of here. And Joe says, you have this in your pocket the whole time? And Joe says, oh, yeah, I forgot. And Joey says, hello? Hello over in the basement? You could talk to him when you get out here. And he goes, let's talk to him. And Trish says, we're saved. And he, Joey says, you orchestrated this whole thing. And Joey says, now, why would I do something like that? And Joey says, because you were sick, twisted, pathetic little pervert. And Joey says, do you really think I'd go through all this trouble just to have you fall asleep on my shoulder? And Joey says, well, how do I know when you're doing this whole thing while I'm sleeping? And she says, I resent that. I have a complete other gentleman. I absolutely did not peek down your shirt after your eggshell egg color. 30C minute form wire grandpa with the cute little bow in the front class. Which I'm like, okay, um, that's uncomfortable. And that just makes me so mad. Like, this makes me not like Drew at all. Like, I like him and Jen, but I don't like him and Joey at all. It, it's just, he's just so gross to her. Like, I'm like, um, no, 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 Drew, you, you get out of here, buddy. And so then, Miss Valentine's opens the door and comes in, and Drew goes, Mother, thank God. And Mrs. Valentine says, My God, what have you done to my son? And Joey says, Ask him. It was all his doing. And Mrs. Valentine says, Oh, you're actually going to suggest that my son would be locked in the closet with you rather than spend his weekend with his father. And Joey, like, finally gets it and just clicks through her brain through everything that has happened. Because, let's face it. She was a little bit slow when it comes to things. <laughs> so she finally realized what was going on and she says, I'll see you at school, Drew. Which, that's not gonna like, even like, we're not gonna forgive her for how he like, is very like, pervert material. I don't, I don't like him at all. When, like this whole episode. It just not happened to be completely honest. But, it's kind of like we're finally getting a, like, Joey's finally getting a sense of who Drew is and why he's doing this kind of stuff, but it doesn't excuse his behavior. So then we have the last scene, which is scene one of Pacey and Joey. And it's not even them talking, it's just them sitting wrapped around in each other's pier. But I have to read this one part because there is a part where, like, Gretchen writes a note to Dawson, and we hear her reading it, like Dawson reading it in the background. He goes, Dear Gretchen, I really enjoyed talking to your room today. Try not to be nervous about starting high school. I know you're trying to find people who understand. Oh, this is like a letter from the past, by the way. There's something that I didn't get the chance to tell you. There's someone truly special in my life that I can't stop, stop thinking about. She's unlike anyone I ever met smart and funny and pretty beautiful and just knowing that she's in my life gives me this constant flutter that keeps me awake at night when i think who i talk about who will understand the only person that comes to mind is you and that is a problem because you are the one i feel about too i think you are constantly every little thing you do the elvis canoe sticker that inner spaniel notebook but way your bangs have grown out every day for six months until Monday when you finally were able to put in a ponytail. And when you invited me to stay 
and talk to you after Pacey left. It occurred to me that you must think about me too. If you try to tell anyone, they would say that you and I are possible, that our lives are too different, that you would never be right for, for each other, but we understand each other and we care about each other, and years from now, I believe you will still, we still go. Your friend forever, love Dawson. So the reason why I wanted to point this out was because the one thing that was like Pacey and Joey when it was like they would say you're impossible like you and I would never happen that's when Pacey and Joey were like being seen and I really like this part of the scene because it kind of goes back to what Drew was saying to Joey like why are you two together like I don't understand and that's exactly how Joey felt about Pacey like yeah our lives are like completely different but that's the thing that makes us so great together and I think like I think it's kind of stupid that like Dawson can be like, oh, Joey's my soulmate and all this different kind of stuff. And then like Gretchen just randomly appears. Like no one has ever talked about Gretchen from like till season one to like season three. No one talked about Gretchen. And then all of a sudden season four comes up and he's so into Gretchen. I'm like, um, <laughs> you just lied there because you told Joey the whole stuff like that. Uh-huh. You can't take for blue. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel right now. And I also feel like with this too, like they're both like loyal in a sense. They're both like, I mean, like Pacey and Joey, like they're very loyal in this episode. And that's one of the reasons why I like this episode with them two together is because it shows their loyal and honesty and it, it shows their character throughout this whole episode. Well, kind of. Joey's just, like, this mean, like, girl who just doesn't want to be with Drew because he's a pervert. While Pacey stands up for his sister and finally gets to be a little bit closer. And we see the sense that we never really seen with Pacey's family. And so, throughout this whole episode, I... We just kind of, like, got a new perspective of who they are. And we see how loyal... And we see how different one person can be that makes them together in a sense. And I don't blame Pacey one bit for not liking Gretchen and Dawson. I feel like sisters, like, it's like if my best friend went for my brother, that would be so weird. That would be awkward. Some people would love that because then you, like, if you get married, then it'll be sister-in-law. But, like... It's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, oh, he doesn't want to be with, like, Pacey, like, you know, as friends. But he'll be with his sister. Ugh, that's weird to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. That's that's going to be a hard no for me. I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird for everything. And, I, and it's, just, it's just funny how Pacey's just trying so hard to, like, even at the end, he was trying so hard to just get Gretchen not be with Dawson. And finally, he just has to learn how to accept it, which is kind of sad. It's completely out of your control who you fall in love with. And you would think that Pacey would do, like, kind of be like, okay, like, I understand. But at the same time, I don't think it's revenge or anything. I just think it's just going to be so weird to have your sister date your ex-best friend. That would be weird. And period. Like, your buddy. All that knows all your secrets is gonna be kissing your sister. That's no, 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 absolutely not. And so, like, Joey, in a sense, 
doesn't know anything about this at all. She doesn't know about Gretchen and the miscarriage or Nick. And that's kind of sad a little bit that I'm sure Casey told her completely and when they were wrapped in each other's arms on the pier. And that's why I always think that Joey and Casey are so cute together. Because I'm sure, I'm sure Casey told her the whole information. Maybe minus the Dawson and Gretchen part and maybe minus the, like miscarriage, but he definitely told her how what a jerk Nick was, period. So if you like this podcast, please make sure to come back on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Make sure to review this podcast, give it five stars, leave a kind review, and make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that's Tracy's Creek Podcast, and leave your thoughts down below. You can put a thumbs up if you like, but please leave your thoughts down below, whatever you're thinking about this episode or a past episode, or even a future episode that you'd like to me to mention. And lastly, if you have not already, make sure to follow my Instagram, that's Butter and Potter, my TikTok, that's Pacey and Joey, and again, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, I post every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do all the things.